Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly show about video games. I'm Ben, and with me here today is Brandon. Hello, Brandon. Hey, Ben. Paging Brandon. Hey Ben. How you doing? Good. I like your shirt today, bro. Thank you. It uh it was one of my favorite breweries. Was it? That uh had a tragic end. Yeah. Um, but never forget. Never forget as they say about that. I think people have painted murals saying that, and I always assume they're talking about I that. Th- I, I it was a building, it was on fire, I just assumed. Um yeah. but uh <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I'm here and I'm doing good. Hey Dave, how you doing? Hi, Brandon. I'm good. How are you? I'm well today. I'm doing pretty good. We're all speaking good. very softly today. It's like we're commentating a golf tournament instead of uh, talking video games. But this is, a, this is calming. I like this. Yeah. And it just happens to be one of the more beautiful days for the first time. I know we talked a couple of weeks ago. The weather just broke. It was like literally a day. But today yeah. in the past like couple of days have been very mild after our Easter Sunday uh, and it's been beautiful. I'm in high spirits, rolling down the windows, listening to some tunes. I thought you were going to say rolling down the hill. I don't know why. Rolling I down the hill. I thought you were going to be like, I've been rolling down the hill every day now since yeah. it's been nice out. Rolling in the deep. Do you have a yard out back? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't I, I can't remember. I'd probably make a, a, you know, a rotation or two before touching the end of it. But Right. Uh, it's, a, it's a small <laughs> yard. Yeah. yeah. Your front yard is almost non-existent as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know. It's mostly house on the lot, so what yeah. you gotta do. And I have a driveway in town, which is like actually primo. Tell me about it. In a garage, yeah. so can't beat it. Can't Pretty beat lit. it. Pretty lit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Dave, I, I know you weren't expecting Brandon to introduce you, but it was actually part of our subtle pro- plot to expose that you are narcoleptic and you were asleep. So how do you feel about that? I'm a narcoleptic? Yeah. How? You were actually asleep in broad daylight oh, yeah like i was icy did you um, think i meant something else i thought i don't know i I wasn't sure what you were referring to hey he but... isn't stealing anything what are you talking about <laughs> what's that klepto kleptomaniac? Oh. <laughs> he's like i don't have i don't have sex with dead people <laughs> well, I'm, not afraid, I'm not afraid of spiders what the fuck are you talking about man <laughs> how's it going up there dave is it is it nice up there too yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Once again, we're very close to you. Um, <laughs> it's it's windy and stuff, but like people are walking around in shorts and t-shirts already and everybody's going to be sick next week. Love it. Um, so yeah, it's that time of year. We, 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 we have a very short um, summer, but yeah. we, uh, we enjoy it. My, 
my uh, my brother-in-law is here from Iran, and uh, he was kind of pointing out that like, you know, we we have these like extreme swings in the part of the world that we live in where like, you know, in the dead of January, we could be minus 30. And then in the heart of July, we're at plus 30. There aren't many other parts of the world where you can have those stretches um, of like 60 degree swings. And of course I'm talking Celsius. I don't know what that is Fahrenheit, but in any case it gets really, really hot and then really, really cold, but these summers are short. So as soon as it gets warm out, um, everybody enjoys it while they can. So yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that's always been something living here that like is like for what, like three months out of the year, it's like coats in the morning, a short sleeve T-shirt in the in the, in the evening type of type of thing. Yeah. And we only get like a week and a half of spring and maybe <laughs> six weeks of fall, but all six weeks it's snow. It's uh, raining. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I don't understand why we live here. We got all the seasons, Ben. That's what everyone says they love about this. We got all the seasons, Ben. That's why we love it here. I used to work at a college, and one of the things they would tell me to tell like new recruits was uh, when they would ask about weather was like, oh, yeah, well, we get to experience all four seasons here. Kind of. And I wouldn't say that. I like I refused. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Not that they were like for- trying to force me. That right. was just like one of the coaching. And I was like, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> it ain't true. Yeah. First of all, they're gone in the summer. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Like- the nicest part. Yeah, we're having a little. Um, Dave, you're invited, by the way. Uh, we're having a little fire this Friday. First fire of the season. First fire of the season. I know it might be hard, Dave. It's a long trip, I know, but um, if you want to come, you got a place to stay. So you know, come on down, hit us up. It's in a couple days, so we're giving you a lot of time to plan for it. In fairness, you only had like an, <laughs> a, an extra day and a half on top of that. So, yeah, there's nothing different between Dave and I as far as yeah, what, yeah. You're across ex- town. He's am, across the country. I am expected he, to be there. <laughs> he, he just said it's 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 pretty close, and we have the same weather. So I'm assuming that means that he is pretty close. My uh, we we had this mower that we uh we got when we bought our first house, mm-hmm. and that was. 12, 12 years ago ish. Still kicking. Something like that. No. So we, we used it for like, we lived there for like a little less than two years. Then we moved into an apartment and rented out our place and we were like looking for a new place in the new, new town. And we just, you know, put the mower, we let the tenants use the mower. And then we moved into another house that there was basically no yard. And what yard there was, my wife mulched and like, you know, did whatever with. And now we actually have a house with some grass and we haven't turned on that mower in 10 years or so. Oh, no. So my wife was like, can you help me work on the mower? I was like, no. She's like, what? And I was like, just buy a new one. Good luck. And yeah. she's like, good luck. I mean, it would probably be totally fine. And at some point I will work on it. But I was like, just buy a new, buy, buy whatever you want. Right. I don't, it's worth the money to me to not have to mess with the engine on a week where I'm very busy and we actually need a mower. Right. So yeah, we bought a new mower. She wanted an electric one. I'm not a fan, but it, she's she likes doing that stuff, and I hate it. I will do it, but I hate it. Yeah, and she likes it. I'm like, sure. you pick what you want to use, absolutely, because you're the one you <laughs> see. The electric ones are kind of cool. They have their advantages. Everyone I hates just on them. They're cool. Yeah, I've had electric stuff in the past, and I've never jived with it really. But again, she's using it. She can pick whatever she Amen. wants. Amen. That cord scares the crap out of me, though, because well, it's you, you have. To- it's battery. Okay. This one's better. Yeah. I've had corded ones in the past. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That, that terrifies me. I, I feel like I'm going to run over it and then 
Oh, dude, listen, I was I was using electric hedge trimmers and I thought the same thing, Dave. I thought I cannot let this cord get in the hedge trimmers. And so I then reached down to grab the cord to make sure it didn't get in the hedge trimmers. And my finger got in the hedge trimmers instead. (laughs) So I think it was a good trade off. Um, I didn't finish helping the neighbor lady trim her bushes because part of my finger was sheared off. Right. Um, I'm just glad I didn't ruin the hedge trimmers. It was just my finger. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you sue her to Helen back? Uh, she was almost dead anyway. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah. Well, she probably had a lot of money. You That's know? true. Yeah. That's true. Maybe I should have. Was she at least paying you? Uh, no. Well, see? No, she's in. Yeah. Should have told yeah. her I want, I want wages. That's what I get for being kind, actually. Yeah. yeah. Lesson learned. Were they your hedge trimmers? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Did she give your contract company a negative review on Yelp because you didn't finish the job? Oh, dude. <laughs> she complained to the HOA. <laughs> this asshole neighbor boy. He helped me off. until he cut his finger <laughs> off. <laughs> I uh, I used to do all sorts of yard work and everything. And then one day I was just like, wait a minute. My wife likes this stuff and I hate it. So what if I took something she hates there you and go. did it for her? So... Was, Dude, know, that's we trade stuff all the time like that. Min maxing marriage. Like, I don't, is, I don't want is to do the that. way to do it. <laughs> Min maxing yeah. marriage is the way to do it. I'm telling you, make it happen. Quantify it. It works. Yeah, I guess so. Well, this is a show about video games sometimes, and the people who play them. Actually, it's <laughs> it's just about us and the video game stuff. I make I always make this sound so appealing. This we have about- a Patreon where you can go and support the show. If this is your first time hearing about it, you can go over to patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Get ad free early access to the show. We appreciate it. And also head over to Discord, handsomephantom.com slash Discord, where you can join on in to the lovely band of misfits that we have gathered over there. Just causing some real raising some hell, really, right. if you think about it. Just talking trash about the Miles Morales Platinum all week. Yeah, giving it the beans. You guys are wrong, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. They're like, oh, I don't want to play a game a second time. It's going to take me a full two hours. I don't like like having all the powers that I very difficultly work to to earn. (laughs) No rebuttal. Dude, he is sleeping. We're right. I'm just kidding. We're right. Oh my goodness! Look at the kitty. Oh, I'm sorry, nobody can see it in the. Audience. Are we trying to stall yeah. this week? Is that is that blatantly obvious? There's to the not audience? very many news. <laughs> you know, there's not very many news. Is I wasn't uh, trying to stall. Yeah, we're just okay. bullshitting. You know, how we do. It's not. I mean, there isn't very much news, but also it's that the news there is, I don't care about. Yeah, I mean, there there literally is probably always something that you can drudge up from the cesspool that is the internet about video games. Yeah. Um, but it usually isn't very worth. Um, talking about so we like to keep it funky fresh uh, up in here funky fresh eh? so in a way speaking of things that uh, aren't what what was it you said funky fresh thinking of things that aren't very funky fresh that's so white that's like the whitest thing I've ever said I think yeah it's like the whitest 90s thing you've ever said I know isn't it lovely Phil Harrison according to I think this originally came from Bloomberg now through Eurogamer says Phil Harrison ex Stadia head departs Google following services demise he served as the vice president and general manager of Stadia following the beleaguered cloud gaming services demise earlier this year. Harrison joined Google in 2018 and shepherded Stadia through its high profile, if increasingly problematic launch in 2019, remaining on board till the service <laughs> during the service's slow, steady decline. 
It was Harrison who announced the closure of Stadia's internal game development studios in 2021 and ultimately shared word of the cloud gaming services impending demise last September, admitting it hadn't, quote, gained the traction with users that we expected. Dave, I wanted to ask you about this, not just you specifically, but I wanted to ask you about this because Phil Harrison has a history of anything he touches dying. But I was wondering, like, he just left Stadia. And I know there's things to wrap up after something closes down, but like, what else was he going to, like, why is this a surprise? What else was he going to do? Stadia is dead. That was his project. It doesn't exist anymore. Nothing. I mean, if, <laughs> um, I don't know, like this is, it, I feel bad for the guy because like, I, I, I've said it before and I'll stand behind this. I think the reason why Stadia failed is because it was a couple of years too early. Yeah. Um, I think the gaming industry is going to look a lot like what Stadia was trying to sell in like five to ten years. Um, and we're going to kind of look back on this and, and we'll probably forget about Stadia. But in any case, it, the question is, what's he going to do next? And is somebody going to give him a job? Because be- Phil Harrison came from EA and then it was Sony before that. Or have I got that completely mixed up? No, he was at Xbox um, or at Microsoft uh, from 2012 to 2015, and he was at Sony Worldwide Studios from 2008 until sometime I can't remember. And then he was on like a bunch of boards. Um, specifically, actually, he worked on Gaikai. He was on the board of Gaikai, which was about cloud streaming, which was also a service that was too early. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wonder what if this is going to be a case of Phil Harris in the pedigree kind of outweighs his most recent failures or what have you done for me lately? Because I mean, a guy with that kind of experience you would hope would kind of do that sort of market evaluation before, you know, pouring that much money and time into what Stadia wanted to be. But at the same time, like he's got some proven pedigree there. So I think the question is more, where is he going to end up next? And I know he's probably getting on in age too. So maybe the answer is nothing, but yeah. In any case, it's sad to see. So Dave's um, answer is he's going to die. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's old. He's probably he's only in his sixties, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, is he? In, no, he can't be in his sixties. There's no information on when he was born. I'm sure he was in a financial position to retire about 20 years ago in any case. So, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, here's the thing about the pedigree, too, even. It's like if he worked at Sony in the early 2000s, that's like a whole different world. Oh, yeah. Of like, I don't know. It's like, I think that when you have experience in the games industry, depending on your experience, it is relevant. But things have changed so drastically since then. I really wonder how marketable he will be. So maybe it will be best to kind of hang up the towel after such a colossal fuck up um, as Stadia. And, you know, maybe one day, like you said, we'll look back on Stadia and say it was ahead of its time, but we can't ignore the fact that um, it was very clearly ahead of its time. I think they wanted to bet on something uh, that didn't really quite make sense Yeah. now. So, yeah, I don't know. Poor guy anyway, but He's like the the human EA, just putting everything to bed he touches. Sure. So um, the human EA, yeah. But could see that. Oh well. R.I.P. Stadia. All right, and soon, according to Dave, R.I.P. Phil Harrison. Oh, Seems like <laughs> the it. prophecy foretold. <laughs> Speaking of R.I.P., Joseph Staten is leaving Xbox. Microsoft has confirmed. 
This article specifically comes by way of IGN that says Joseph Staten, head of creative on Halo Infinite and cinematic director on the first three Halo games, is leaving Microsoft. In this message, Microsoft did not say where Staten was headed next, nor the reason he was leaving Microsoft after nine years. Quote, we're grateful for Joseph's contributions to the Halo franchise and Xbox as a whole, end quote. The statement reads from a Microsoft spokesperson. We wish him all the best in his new adventure. Staten himself took to Twitter to comment on IGN's report saying, hey, folks, I'm indeed leaving Microsoft. I'll have more info to share soon. But for now, I'd just like to thank all my Xbox colleagues for their understand for all their understanding and support as I embark on a new adventure. Staten has been one of the best known names behind the Halo franchise having been cinematic director on Combat Evolved, Halo 2, and Halo 3, and having served as lead writer on Destiny while with Bungie. He eventually left Bungie for Microsoft and served as senior creative director, initially avoiding working on Halo to focus on shaping franchise strategy for Microsoft Studio titles. He returned to the franchise in 2020 as the campaign project lead and later head of creative overseeing Halo Infinite. Then he went back to Xbox Publishing this year, and then they laid off 10,000 people which he avoided and then ended up leaving anyway. Yeah. Brandon, uh, I don't know. I guess we can kind of just lump this into a Halo Infinite conversation, but everybody was so excited when Phil Harrison. Yeah. Oh, my God. Not Phil Harrison. Um, When uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. (laughs) Joseph Staten. I thought you were going to say Joseph Stalin, actually, when you first started saying that, was leaving Xbox. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting this off. Okay, good. Everybody was really excited when Joseph Staten like, came back to work on Halo <laughs> and then kind of got sad again when he went back to Microsoft Publishing and yeah. like whatever. But I don't know. He's definitely obviously had a huge impact yeah. on the game. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, Dave? <laughs> no, no, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Dude, he smelled the shit in the water. That's why he wanted out. I don't know. It. Um, you don't think he smelled the shit before this? I don't know though. For someone he who smelled it, but now he's actually seen the turd. Well, well dude, he's he's basking in it, uh, <laughs> or he was. Um, I think that it probably was really sad for him in a lot of ways. I think that he probably thought he could do some good to a series that I'm sure he did immense good to in the past. Oh yeah. Um, but unfortunately, Halo Infinite um, definitely, you know, it hasn't went out, but it definitely has gone out with a whimper and not a bang. Um, so I think that Halo Infinite will continue to improve as time goes on. They really have no choice as it being one of their biggest IPs ever. Um, I think it will get better and people will still enjoy it, but the time they've lost is too much. It's been a long, it's been what, a year and a half almost? And, you know, if a game like No Man's Sky can get turned around, fine. No, 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 no. This is way different than No Man's Sky. I know. I, I, but listen to what I'm going to say though. Yeah. But... The opportunity, the original opportunity, the, the mark on the name, yeah, it has fallen from grace. That's true. If you look at early 2000s Halo, you're seeing this in Times Square. Yeah. You're seeing it on promotion. Like Halo was a household name. And I've talked about this before. And it has fallen far from grace into the gutter. Um, now, that's not to say that, you know, the game itself, we've talked before, it by many accounts, is a passable game, and by a lot of accounts, is a is a decent game. Um, but I think that uh, Halo is very much a far cry um, from what it once was, and I'm not quite sure that this iteration or the next iteration 
or maybe even the next one will be able to fix that. <laughs> yeah. um, so we'll see. I would love for my mind to be changed because as someone who mostly only played Halo 3 and Halo Reach, it does have a special place in my heart. Um, but I just think that uh, there's been too much uh, loss yeah. um, in many ways. So, Dave, Joseph Staten, Halo Infinite, where you at? Yeah, I, the timing of this is kind of interesting because according to the article, um, he just rejoined Xbox Publishing earlier this year, and it was around the same time that Microsoft announced layoffs of 10,000 employees. Right. So I'm wondering if something in the relationship kind of soured and something came up and he just kind of decided, this isn't a company I want to work for anymore. So um, he did kind of allude in his tweet that like he's not done but something else is coming and he's going to announce something. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he's going to wind up where all the playground games people did. That seems to be where everybody else is going. But I suspect, yeah, I suspect he's still going to be doing something interesting in gaming and it's probably going to be um, something in like a third party capacity, but I'm curious to see that. But to kind of touch on what Brandon um, was mentioning, I, I think, Halo has another few kicks at the can. Like this was a mega franchise and and this franchise has like so much goodwill and you couple that with the fact that gamers historically have really bad memories. So as soon as the next Halo is announced, like we're all going to be excited for it. That's just how things work and we're inevitably going to be disappointed in some respect. But I think there's still room for Halo to kind of uh, I don't want to say write the ship or turn it around, but like we are going to buy it. And and like Halo Infinite, I'm e- even though a lot of people kind of look at it as a failure, probably still made Microsoft and Xbox like a ton of money and will continue to do so for a really long time. So I think Halo still has a chance to be, um, you know, a, a uh, an important part of gaming, um, but it does need to evolve because it's 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 really gotten left behind. But yeah, so, I mean, we'll see what happens with Joseph because that'll be interesting to see where he ends up next. Yeah, because he's clearly a respected name uh, in the industry. But it's really interesting to me. I mean, granted, okay, there's a few caveats here, and I think most people understand them, but, like, Halo is primarily an Xbox game. Of course, you can play it through Game Pass on PC as well. But it was also free to play on Steam, at least for the multiplayer. And the fact that Halo, since, like, a month or two after it came out hasn't gone above five-ish thousand concurrent players and most of the time not higher than four even after they launched the new big update a couple weeks ago is crazy because it was it's free and it's halo yeah and again you can make the argument that because it's primarily an xbox game the steam numbers don't matter as much but that's the only metric we really have right to go off of so it's it's insane to me the lack of it. It's almost like because it wasn't good at launch, people aren't people are willing to give other games a go, but nobody has wanted to come back to this one. It yeah. seems like at least and, on Steam. Once and, again, here's my thing. I I feel like I do come off kind of harsh sometimes, and I do I do mostly agree with Dave. I feel like there is potentially opportunity to turn things around. I think that I'm thinking of it in like a the trajectory of Halo for halo 3 it just like yeah like skyrocketed and this was like early internet right like imagine if that would have continued through now to like warzone one type numbers like i would see 
if it kept going up and up, like like things could have been way different and things just kind of tumbled down over the years and kind of compounded. So um, it's certainly a series that many people still love. Um, but I will agree with that sentiment, Ben, is that many people have not, including myself, have not really kind of bit the bullet and returned yet. So, yeah, I jumped back in a couple of times. Did you? But not in the last six months. I want to try it on my PC because I've never yeah. played Halo on PC. Yeah. But Halo on PC is definitely a different beast, but it's a much sweatier beast, too. Yeah. And the people who are still playing on PC right now, I feel like are ultra sweats. Or S tier. There's yeah. nobody like stumbling in across it on Game Pass as a 10 year old <laughs> right. that you can just spawn camp and teabag right. and <laughs> anything and, yeah. and, you know, on uh, public Xbox servers anymore. No so. Kilimanjaro's on PC. There's no Kilimanjaro's on PC. Speaking of no Kilimanjaro's. Not for me anyway. Dreams live support to be discontinued in September Damn. as Media Molecule shifts focus to a new project. This comes from WCCF Tech. It says, an ad, worst habit for memory loss. I, I don't know why it gave me that. I don't, have, I, you got an ad. I don't have a bad memory. God damn it, anyway. Dreams, the unique project developed by Media Molecule, now available on PlayStation 4 Worldwide, will stop receiving live support from the developer in a few months as it shifts focus to a new unannounced project. With a new message shared on the game's official website today, Media Molecule confirmed that all live support for their latest game will be discontinued on September 1st. While the developer won't be actively supporting their game from that day, it won't be the end of dreams as players will be able to continue creating and sharing their projects like before. Additionally, more will be coming before September, such as the final create mode update, animation improvements, and more. Additionally, Media Molecule will continue to share and celebrate all dreams creations on their social channels and streams, also continuing their in-game curation work. While Dreams has managed to power some very interesting projects, it definitely feels like it failed to reach its full potential. The game was never ported to PS5 or PC where it could have shined, considering the popularity of Roblox in the recently launched Fortnite creative mode. Hopefully Media Molecule's next project won't be limited to PlayStation consoles, as what they built with the Little Big Planet series and Dreams is definitely impressive, and it deserves to get into the hands of more people. Um, they're a first-party studio. I really doubt PlayStation's going to let them publish anywhere else. Yeah. WC well, they could at least put it on pc well that's what i was gonna say dave i i mean i guess this means we're never getting it on pc which was everybody kind of kind of seemed to think that dreams would be perfect for pc because pcs pcers love to mod yeah that's that's really surprising um i think that would have given this game kind of a boon that it that it, i don't know if it needed it like there was a lot of hype for dreams and i think the feeling was that it I don't want to say under delivered, but like maybe it just wasn't what people were thinking. But in any case, I think the important thing to kind of outline here is like dreams isn't going anywhere. They're just going to stop adding in new content so people can still play it. But um, yeah, I mean, this was a really interesting game leading up to kind of it coming out because I don't think a lot of people knew what it was, but in any case, like a lot of really cool stuff came out of it and people made a lot of real, really wild sort of creations and, yeah. and things that made in dreams was was like a thing for a little while. A lot of copyright um, infringement, too, but that's OK. <laughs> maybe that was part of the maybe that's what they're afraid of with uh, with putting it on PC. But oh, I don't know. Did either of you? I remember Boo um, was big on dreams when it first came out. But I, did either of you kind of play Boo when it or sorry, play dreams when it first never, came out? I've never played Boo. No, <laughs> no I, uh, I don't think she'd appreciate that. No, 
Uh, uh, no, I never touched it. No, I, I honestly thought from the beginning it was kind of something I wasn't interested. In. I don't know. It looked really cool, and I agree that um, it would have absolutely blossomed on PC. But um, something about it always seemed a little off. I really liked the OG Media Molecule uh, LBP stuff. Yeah, uh, but never for some reason gave that a go. So I don't know. I think Dustin toyed around with it, and I watched him a couple times, but I was watching it thinking. I'm not interested in this the whole time. Yeah. And there was, there's that little part of me that wants to play every game that comes out. And I was always like, well, maybe I'll play it someday, but I'm not ever going to play it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I, I'm excited to see what they do next. Cause I do think that generally they are talented. Um, I, th- I think, and I hope that they really learn from this. So, yeah. What else has media molecule done besides dreams and little big planet media? That's a good molecule. Question. All their games have had some kind of creator component to them, which is interesting. True, true, true. Think about they did tear away, of course. Oh, did they? Okay, I yeah. love tear away. That, that game's good too. Good game. yeah. yeah, that game's good too. Very good game. Um, so they did dreams. Okay, the games page on their website just shows dreams again. Uh, tear away, little big planet, little big planet two, tear away unfolded, ragdoll kung fu, little big planet karting. I, I know. Okay. What else? That's is that it? That's all they've done? Just those two franchises, really? Okay. So and there's, dreams. There's definitely room for growth. I think. Um, assumedly, they would continue to do something that was unique and creative, and allowed the player to be creative. I just think that for me, dreams felt way too open ended in a lot of ways, and that's really good for some people. But I wish that part of it. Um, was kind of reeled in in some ways. That's what was great about LBP is it still was very much, um, you know, uh, linear in a lot of ways, but you had the opportunity to build and be creative if you wanted to. I like a mix of both. Sure. Um, And I don't, and I think that's probably why I didn't gravitate towards dreams as much. Yeah. If you didn't want to create, there was still like a fully fledged experience there for you. Whereas dreams was just, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, for I'm agreeing with you, like with little big planet. Um, yeah, but yeah, dreams was just like a hundred percent lived or died on what its community made for it. And you could, you you could choose to only play what people made and not make anything yourself. But like, I don't know. doesn't seem like the the point. Yeah. It took them. So from the last, was it the tearaway? game they made two dreams it was five years and they'd been working on it before that game came out and now it's been three years since dreams came out no it's been longer than that hasn't it when did dreams come out it says here 2020 but i don't think that's that much i guess that's correct beginning of 2020 yeah that sounds about right i remember when it came out and where i was sitting and that sounds I'm not yeah. going to get into that, but uh, yeah. Okay. All right. It's <laughs> like good. a new office at work and I, wow. it was brand new and I, yeah, it was right before COVID. So that makes sense. <laughs> ah, okay. Awesome. It's, um, yeah, it came out at the beginning of February crazy. on Valentine's day, 2020. I mean, so a little over three years and for the type of game it is, I feel like they've supported it pretty well. Oh, and they have, but and, for, but for who? Well, like, well, well, right. And I guess Dave made you know, the biggest point is that it's not, they're not shutting down servers. You know what I mean? Right. And like, I don't know. I would imagine that the stuff that people have made in it is just as good as the stuff that they've curated themselves. Sure. So I would imagine that, you know, the the life out of this game is not done yet. So, yeah, we will see. Maybe it'll die like Tom Harris. 
It's very possible. According to Dave, you know. Damn, dude. Did you say Tom Harrison? Uh, what is his name? Phil Harrison. Phil Harrison. <laughs> Harrison Ford, I think it's what it was. Harris, I think it was Harrison I Ford. I saw him actually. die in... Or, oh, no, that's a spoiler in Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> we are, it's, it, it's been enough years. We know he dies in Star Wars. Okay. I mean, I don't care. It's fine. It's. It, I said it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I think I've only got one more here. Microsoft says Nintendo had nothing to do with Xbox emulator crackdown. This comes by way of games radar. So, well, first of all, it says that emulator developers are reporting that Microsoft has started to crack down on certain forms of emulator distribution on Xbox series X and S consoles. Uh, of course, their policies don't allow for that. And it says you can't find emulators on the actual Xbox store, but various options exist to allow you to install homebrew applications, including emulators ranging from Duck Station to Dolphin and Xenia through third-party sources. And of course, that is... Um, all those emulators allow you to play like games from not just Xbox. Right. So you can play you know, Switch games on your Xbox or whatever. And I know there were a lot of people doing this. Um, but it, uh, there's an update on the 7th, which was a couple days ago at this point, that says after Microsoft began taking action against emulators being run on Xbox consoles, a statement shared on Twitter attributed to a m- member of the Xbox QA team suggested that the action was being taken due to legal issues with Nintendo. Now, an official Microsoft statement suggests that's not the case. So this is really the point I wanted to get into. Like, obviously, OK, they, have, they know there's a lot of emulators, a lot of piracy, whatever going on in their consoles. They want to shut that down. That makes sense. But it's interesting that there was someone from their QA team that said this is because of Nintendo, which we, who we know are incredibly litigious. Dude, they're sticklers. Y- YouTube yeah. videos. Right. I see people blur out Nintendo plushies on their streams and on YouTube so yeah. they don't get demonetized. Plushies in the background. Right. It's so, insane. <laughs> it's literally moronic. Yeah, I agree, Brandon. I, I can't imagine it didn't actually. Now, granted... There are a lot of QA testers, and they're probably very far separated from the people who make these decisions. But we're going to have to ask Reggie, honestly, on this one. You think Reggie would know? I mean, it's not been that long. He has to know everything they about probably Nintendo, still I would imagine. Him. Yeah. And I wouldn't ask Doug myself. I would rather ask Reggie at this point. I get that, um, for sure. <laughs> Dave, what do you think? Uh, I don't think you've ever done any emulating on your Xbox, but what do you think about them shutting shutting it down and then saying... Nintendo had nothing to do with it. Uh, 
I, I don't think this is the the kind of thing where they're they're gen, they're they're necessarily going to be honest with us. Um, it's interesting to see that Microsoft really doesn't want to mess with Nintendo of all things. They'll fuck with Sony, but Nintendo is where we're drawing the line. <laughs> <laughs> My emulation days, though, it's I, I love that word emulation because it brings back memories. I used to have a Project sixty four emulator oh, on my pc yeah. and just because nintendo 64 is the one console that i really 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 wanted and never had yeah and to this day i still think about going to retro game shops and picking up an old n64 console um but yeah i had to resort to like an old n64 emulator on 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 pc to play like a really janky version of of like um like Donkey Kong uh, 64 and Ocarina of Time and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. I mean, I kind of want to try this out though. Uh, an emulator on an Xbox and I have an old Xbox one sitting at my sister's do it. You can't anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Wait, There's... did it say, so they completely patched it out. You can't like put your own software on a thumb drive. I mean, I'm sure someone will figure it out, okay. but it seems that they've totally cracked out. That's on it. lame. Yeah. I, guess i want to i don't understand i understand emulators and i even understand wanting to play your games everywhere but i'm wondering if like we've continually seen these rumors about xbox and nintendo working together and about the possibility of like game pass maybe coming to x or to nintendo and like there's you know all sorts of things out there and i'm just wondering if like Maybe Nintendo really didn't have anything to do with it, but their plan- Xbox is planning on putting, you know, Nintendo online on the Xbox. So they want, right. They, they don't want you to be, able, I don't know. Maybe there's something more for the future, or maybe it is simply just a cover your ass kind of thing that yeah. they don't get in I feel like today in today's day and age, like you, you just can't. Yeah. I mean, in an official capacity whatsoever, it's like, even if they don't actually care, they have to squash this sort of thing. Yeah. Just, <laughs> they just have to um i guess if you really want to mod shit you can do it without going right. through the fucking microsoft store so uh, at the end of the day it's just like if if you want this experience you're not going to be stopped no matter what because you can find out ways to do it either way right um but i think it's you were talking about them being you know really sticklers for like having a plushie in the background i saw people who were like you know millions of subscribers putting out reviews for the Mario movie and getting copyright struck. Yeah. Dude, it's 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 actually fu- like like re- like reviews, not like I know. Here's a movie about the Mario movie. It's like and it's like, you know, it's it's an asshole thing to do about a plushie or like a fucking non-licensed, you know, fan art in the background or something. Right. But like something like that, I literally think they are actually harming their own brand when they do stuff like that. Yeah. It's it just it it makes no sense. They want to have complete control over the narrative good or bad which is just very strange um in general to just anyway yeah so. i agree uh, i did have i did find one more story it's a really short one here uh we talked about the handheld last week right yes okay well we also last week talked about the murder of sonic the hedgehog yes uh, i just wanted to give an update here it says it's from uh, katie Kriz, who's one of the developers on it says this is like a couple days after it came out it says over 1 million of you have grabbed the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. And it's currently the number 61 highest rated game on steam of all time. Absolutely unreal. Thank you all so much. Damn. <laughs> Holy I, shit. I downloaded this game People and I haven't really played it. hated Sonic. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know that I will play it because it is uh, not the style of game I like. It's like a you know point and click kind of thing. Right. But I think that's really cool that you know this kind of offshoot. Yeah. Of a of a game was able to do that well, and it's also really cool seeing the people who made it excited because like they're you know they're not like big developers at Sega or anything. So hmm. yeah, that's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Brandon, tell me what you've been playing this week. Damn, dude, I got to pull up the list. Oh, wow, that many. I gotta. So I've been adding slowly to my games beaten this year okay. list. Okay. Um, so I was talking about Shadow Warrior 3. I beat Shadow Warrior 3. Okay. Um. Ultimately, on the whole, in the hole, around the hole. Yeah, uh, somewhere a, near the hole. A fun experience overall. I was talking to Dustin about this before the show. Um the moment to moment feels very fun. Um, but the cutscenes are like almost broken at mm. points. Like it, it feels so unfinished and disjointed, but it's paired with like when you're actually playing the game, it looks really fucking awesome. And the gameplay is pretty fun. Um, there's not a lot to it and the platforming is interesting. Um, so it's also really nice because we don't get games that are like five or six hours very much. So it was really fun to just kind of bang out a game real quick. Um, I put it on easy and just absolutely fucking murdered everything in my path. Yeah. And it was okay. And, you know, I didn't pay money for it. So it felt awesome. So if you're looking for just a fun, you know, quick little romp, a gory, you know, over the top action movie type thing that has weird cutscenes and kind of a, cringy trying to make you laugh every second of the entire game type thing mm-hmm. um it's not too bad so i will be interested to see if they continue this series um i know this is the third one i hope they learn a lot from the third one yeah um, i don't know if they will seeing that it's on game pass now and it's still incredibly broken cutscene wise um i don't know like i said last week if it was originally intended to be listened to in another language but it just like like it actually is disjointing um, yeah. at, at points, but um, enjoyed it overall um, and would recommend if you're just looking for something quick to, to pound out on Game Pass. Uh, and uh, the next game I finished this week, and you could talk a little bit about this as well, Ben, is that we finished The Forest. We did finish The Forest. We finished The Forest and, you know, we kind of went backwards, um, which is not advisable. <laughs> um the second one is so much better even in early access in my opinion yeah in many many almost entirely like they learned so much from the first one and what's crazy about it is that i think i would feel more highly about the first one if i hadn't played the second one oh, absolutely because it's overwhelmingly positive like i don't think it's a bad game by any means but having them side by side especially playing sons before playing the forest it is so clear how much better the game is even in early access in so many ways um so it it really makes me hopeful for the future of sons of the forest yeah um i'm excited i kind of got in early so that way i i I don't feel super pressured i'm just going to check it out as stuff comes out and i'm going to be interested to see how they kind of play with the story um but yeah, another one that we didn't really try and finish. We're just like... Just playing. Hey, you know, the, this looks like the direction of the cave we haven't been to. And, you know, next thing you know, it's the fucking twirly windmill end, if you know what I mean, Ben. <laughs> um, so, a little Timmy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, very cool. 
Um, the story in the first one is exceptionally better. Now, I know it's in early access, the second one, but I'm excited to see what they do. Well, if by better you mean finished, then yes. Well, finished, sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Sons of the Forest feels finished in a lot of ways. So that's yes. why I'm less yeah. willing to give it grace because sure. a lot of it feels pretty finished, right? fairly finished. Right. And to have the story be one of the last couple things you fucking piece together seems very weird. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Um, so the forest is really cool. Um, like I said, definitely would recommend checking it out. It's pretty cheap and it's super fun to play with friends. I'm um, not quite as fun as Sons, but uh, if, if you're if you're trying to pick between the two, would highly recommend Sons even in early access um, over the forest. And if you like the forest, please try Sons of the Forest. I know we've talked it up before, but um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, the I will say the biggest thing I think they improved in Sons of the Forest over the forest. There are many things, but the biggest thing is the building. Oh, the building yeah. in in the forest. I understand still it was way better than anything we'd had up to that point right and the game as a survival game was way better but just the fact that the building is so much better and more granular in the sequel uh is really cool and they're just continually adding things at this point too so yeah yeah oh and i play i started one other thing i started finally untitled goose game oh yeah yes i um I honk far too much for my own good. I don't think you can honk too much. <laughs> um, literally, it sounds so ridiculous because the sound cue, like, like I mash that shit, man. I'm just like, like, there's no break between honk. It's like almost a continue honk. Right. Um, it's very fun to fuck all with honks, people. no breaks. Yeah. And it's multiplayer, and which is really fun. I'm playing I didn't with Lauren. Realize it was multiplayer, dude. I'm playing with Lauren. We're just walking around honking, stealing shit. You know, taking flip flops, putting. Putting fucking making people cut other people's flowers and shit, taking radios, ripping brooms apart. You know how it is. Chasing kids into phone booths. Are you so. playing it on PC or Switch? Uh, I th- or I'm, I'm playing it on PlayStation. On oh, PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a part while I still have premium for like a month. I'm going to try and finish it. Yeah. So which I'm not renewing. I just officially, which is really nice. They've never done this before. They sent me a re- reminder to say, hey, your reoccurring things coming up. Yeah. And then they were really like made me click through five things to unrenew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got that for about a month. I'm going to drop down to the bottom of the barrel yeah. after this. Yeah. Uh, that was just kind of like a fun experiment to play all my God of Wars. And I got a decent deal. So um, yeah, that's about it. Brandon, speaking of subscription services, there was a while where you would, whenever we talk about Game Pass, you'd be like, yeah, I got it for a month. I'm not getting it again. Or then like, you were worried about it. You're like, I'm not going to renew it. And now it seems like every week, at least the majority of the games you're playing are on Game Pass. Yeah. Is it PC? Did PC change it for you? PC changed it. Absolutely. I had a Series X, but I don't know. Something feels different. Do you mean you had? Do you still have it? Well, no. I mean, like at the time when I I was doing the month to month Game Pass, like the, you know, choose when you play type of thing. I think that because I'm on my PC, like frequently... I shouldn't have bought the Series X. Let's just, I'm going to be honest with myself. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't have bought it. I bought it to play Halo um, and I bought it for Redfall and stuff, which haven't, hasn't even come out yet. And, and now I have a PC. PC. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I should have definitely just waited, but um, anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. I definitely feel like I, I mean, I, I play more on my PC in general. So like, take that into consideration, but also like, I don't feel like I, my Game Pass subscription would be as worth it if I were 
not using my PC yeah. for everything. I think that was part of the problem. It's like I even though I had that Series X, I still was really playing on my PlayStation significantly more. Right. So it just it just wasn't enticing. But. Yeah. Dave, how about you? You've been uh you've been game passing it up or no. have you moved on? No, I'm actually doing uh something similar. So I'm I'm playing mostly on my PS5 intentionally because I'm I have a one month of uh not essential. What's the middle one? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hell if I know. There's premium, there's something in the middle, and then there's essential. So I have a I have the middle one right extra. now. Extra. 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 Yes. Yeah. So I've got that for the next couple of weeks. So I've been I've been playing that. But funny enough that what I've been playing mostly this week isn't um has nothing to do with PlayStation Plus. Uh I've been on my my platinum tear. Uh I yes. am sorry to report I have no new platinums to to tell you about that I've got, but I'm working on one. I'm my my plan is to try and finish um with uh Ghost of Tsushima before Redfall comes out at the beginning of May. Ooh. So, yeah, and and this one's a grind just because just as a reminder, like I played and beat Ghost of Tsushima when it launched. Um, and then one day recently I decided to, I wanted to play it, realized my save had disappeared and said, fuck it. I just want to start again and I want to platinum it. So I'm at the point where like, I'm going through the story and all the side missions again. So it's all stuff I've already done and I'm not getting any trophies because I already have the trophies for everything I've done. So like, there isn't much of a, like, um, justification yet but that will pay off later because that's right you know i'll be done with all the side missions and story stuff relatively soon and then i can just focus on sort of the cleanup grind but that's where i'm at nothing interesting nothing crazy uh but yeah i'm I'm hoping i can tell you about a ghost of tsushima plat in the next couple of weeks because the clock is uh the clock the cock is ticking the cock is ticking yeah amen are you gonna uh it's it sounds like you've kind of are getting your fill or do you have any interest in dipping into icky highland at all no 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 no. i'm i'm good honestly uh like okay this is the other thing i want to talk about and you reminded me um ghost of tsushima is an excellent game it looks great it's it's fun to play and stuff and maybe i'm like i'm pushing 60 hours now and i don't know if this is a game that you were supposed to play the campaign for 60 hours but I said this about Guardians of the Galaxy, I and I think Damn. Ghost of Tsushima kind of falls into that thing too, where it's like it's an excellent game, but there is a lot of room in, for improvement because yeah. I can't help but feel like it's a little one dimensional, where like everything you do boils down to just going and killing some Mongols or some bandits or something. Like there's no variety, like there's there's no like chase missions, or there's not a whole lot of puzzle stuff. Um, like, I just think there's a lot of room for them to kind of like have a great experience, but like have it feel a little bit more varied because yeah, you're not really doing a whole lot different from hour one to hour 30. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not interested in playing any more than, than I, I'm kind of working through now, but I don't know. Did you play Icky Island? Is it, is it much different or not. is it just more of the same in a different spot? I would imagine, and I'm just completely talking out of my ass here. I'm pretty sure it's just more of the same. Um, after platinuming the game, I had no desire to go back. Um, but you, you know. did go back, did I? For the multiplayer? Oh, I, I don't I even think count everyone that. checked that out. I yeah. don't. I do not. And I'm going to say that on the record. I do not like the multiplayer. Yeah. 
Um, there is nothing satisfying about the enemies being so hard that I have to fucking slash them a million times. Like, that's not satisfying to me. Yeah. Coming from someone who plays games like <laughs> Dark Souls, it's not the same. Oh, wow. Uh, I play Dark Souls. It just doesn't. You know, but I but I could hear it already. It's like, well, you hit that enemy ten times, and you know that yeah. was satisfying to you. But it's it doesn't translate as well into right. the multiplayer. It's like it's so unsatisfying, especially coming from a game where you could just like zip zap sop across and just fucking murder three dudes at once. And I look the exact same, and I'm playing in the exact same game, right. and I have to hit this same enemy five times. Very and spongy, he, and he one hits me. Yeah. You know, like it. I didn't get it. I don't think that it's bad, but yeah, I didn't vibe with Legends for some reason. If you're listening and you played Icky Island, I shouldn't summarily dismiss it because, you know, in six months I may crave some Ghost of Tsushima. It happened once, it could happen again. So if you played Icky Island, I'd love to hear about it. The one, Just to tie this off, the one thing I am looking forward to is the next game I platinum. I'm looking forward to platinuming a game that I haven't played yet oh, nice. and platinuming it properly. Because yeah, it's this so Ghost satisfying. of Tsushima thing is, is kind of a drag a grind but um it'll be worth it in the end but yeah that's me i remember that being a fairly satisfying platinum when i played it but i also yeah, but- played it i also <laughs> platinumed it like while i was yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i think that's part of the problem is that i'm excited for you dave to to get your teeth into a game that you haven't quite played yet in platinum and i know you've probably done that before i i can't be certain but that's the way i like doing show it. me your credentials dave <laughs> Outriders was fun. I platinum that, and that Did was you? hell. That yeah. was, I decided pretty early to do that, and it was it was great, dude. That um, kind of insurance, and that's kind of what happened to me on Ghost. Is that it, getting the platinum is like, yeah, I'm done playing. If you've done everything, I'm like, I might go back maybe in like five or six or seven years, but like I'm good. I've done what I need to do. Um, and most platinums are pretty extensive, where you don't feel like you missed out on much. So. As for me, this week I really haven't been able to play as much as I'd like. I've been doing other things and working and doing my taxes and making yeah. videos. Yeah, and I need to do that shit. I'm running out of time. Yeah. I, I also wait till the last minute because I know I'm going to owe, so I don't want to. Uh, yeah, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, yeah, that like, I'm not giving the government this my money. any. It's not, it's not their money. It's my money. I'm not giving it to them any earlier than they need it. Yeah, fuck so. them. Uh, but as Brandon mentioned, I played. We played the forest. Uh, I play. I've been playing. I played one extra night of Sea of Thieves than normal this week, and I talked about that last week. It's just so much fun. And then I jumped into Subnautica for about forty minutes or so. Hell yeah! Just to see what it was like. And uh, the reason I stopped was because Brandon's been asking me to play it, and so I've texted you almost every day. Well, yeah. I want to play. I know, and you're probably gonna have to wait a little longer. Unfortunately, God damn it! Yeah. But uh, they, there's a multiplayer mod that was put out, and it's not supposed to be a multiplayer game, but on PC you can... I don't think it works 100% right, but it's really good for the fact that it's the only way you can play the multiplayer. So we're going to play through that, and um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I the 45 minutes of it I played, I loved. Dude, I wonder what you've done in 45 minutes, because I played 45 minutes too, and I have like a ton of shit already. I know I've already played the game. Yeah, but I'm excited to like to most like... of my 45 minutes was figuring out what to do. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, but I just the fact that it's a actual survival game with building components yeah. is what I like. The building is cool, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's really the extent of what I've played this week. I, I haven't gotten to play as much as I'd like, but 
Uh, that's you know being an adult. Some some yeah. weeks you can play as much as you want. Other weeks you don't play anything. Yeah, it do be like that. It do be like that sometimes. You know what else it do be like? It do be like our Discord. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he done did it. Hop on into the Discord. Say hello. Handsofphantom.com slash Discord. Join the Patreon. Always any closing parting thoughts? I I wanted to ask if either of you saw the Mario movie. No, I was supposed, well, not supposed to. I wanted to go Saturday because uh, I had a few hours in the evening and I was going to go. But my brother-in-law has been talking to my kids about wanting to go see the Mario movie for months now. And, uh, you know, because he doesn't want to go alone as a nearly 40-year-old man. No shame in it. I don't have any. I wouldn't have any no shame. No shame. No shame. Zero shame. <laughs> but I have kids I have to take. So True. So we didn't go because it was too late to get everything organized. But no, I'm going to see it soon. I've seen a lot about it. I'm very excited to go see it. And I have the Jack Black song stuck in my head that I know is from the movie. It got released. I didn't watch the movie, but I've seen the song everywhere. I've very intentionally avoided anything about it. And I have it stuck in my head before I've even watched the movie. So I'm very excited about the song specifically. And I've seen some clips and I quickly scroll by them of the movie of people illegally filming. But... (laughs) I'm very excited to see it. I was just surfing the Pirate Bay. And it's, just... it's a me, Mario. I'm excited for Chris Brett to say that. Yeah. But, what about you, Dave? Did you see it? No, I want to, though. Yeah. yeah. I really do. Nice. It's, dude, it's pulling some crazy fucking numbers. Insane amount of money already. Yeah. Just just astronomical. So. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, and Easter was this weekend, so I didn't get the... Yeah, buddy day. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. And... and people who are listening <laughs> uh, you're the boys i was talking about right people right, who are listening right, right, or whatever you right, know right, who, knows? Sure, sure, sure. who knows hard to say i need to leave before i get myself in trouble yeah somehow. Yeah, yeah that's the way to thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time <laughs> have a good week <laughs> the hp podcast is brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom thanks to our producers grabalicious christian snow Rainick, Chris Bylock, Derek O, Nuke Dukem, Brian Parrott, Htrons, Maurice Bays, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Wormhats. <laughs>